And we are live. The cast. Back why should, in effect. Why should being ready or not being ready have anything to do with doing something? Right? It should have no bearing whether I'm prepared for this cast or not. If you stay ready, you don't yeah. have to get ready. Word. There we go. We are already spreading useful utilitarian everyday Working All right, guys. See you next right week. <laughs> see you next week. That was a cast, a quick one. That's one to grow on. That's it. You just, we, I want to say that to you, and you should sit for the normal duration of yes. the cast. Just meditate and just think about it. Just meditate on it. Close your. That's your mantra. Close your eyes. Let me ask you: Do you have you meditated, and do you meditate? And I mean, like, I know there's. Yeah. Sure. That's like a that could be a wide berth, yes. you know, for you to okay. answer there. But I mean, yeah. like, very specifically and intentionally, not metaphorically or cousins yeah, yeah. of meditation. Like, have yes. you ever meditated? Okay, so let let me let me uh, let me back that up a little bit. Um, so, yes, um, but I don't do it regularly enough. Uh, something I struggle with, right, is like clearing my head never been great at that right and i know that that's like one of the um focal points of meditation but i've always felt like this great personal yearning to do it like i know that how good it is for me i know how important it is i know how sort of uh clearing your mind and ordering your thoughts and having that sort of internal discipline i think is like such a big deal so uh, to answer you succinctly, yes, I've tried, um, and I try often. I can't say that I've succeeded in perfectly doing it. Uh, something that I that I feel like I, I've heard them talk about, like meditation, um, in terms of like breathing, right? Like intentional uh, breathing, like paying attention to your breathing. And sure. I, I found that that can be very powerful, right? Like sort of knowing that you're breathing, thinking about it, right? Like thinking about inhaling, thinking about thinking about exhaling and how that has such a calming effect, right? And how like that breath control sort of um, technique is important to meditation. So like that's something that I find myself doing or when I do, do actually do it, I think to myself, I need to do that all the time and I don't. Sure. Right. So it's like, like stretching. Yes. So that's like the, the long uh, <laughs> way of me telling you that uh, I know I need to. I know I should. I attempt too often. Um, I do pay attention to my breathing. I do constantly. It's funny, right? I constantly think about how I need to think less. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pro meditation. I just don't know if I'm good at it. How about you? Um. I think that I, you know, again, I'm like, maybe it's cheating. Yes. Um, Cheat win. I think that like stillness is something I struggle with. And that like the closest I've gotten to meditation involves the opposite of stillness, which is like occupying my body so much. Right. That yeah. it's in it. Like, especially like through running um, or like, or what I would call like hiking uphill, like something that is completely repetitive and you would think like monotonous. So like um, treadmill running or or stair climber, something like that, where it's just constant, right? Like when you're physically on autopilot to a certain extent, that it's in, like you're not thinking about what your body's right, doing. Right, right, right. And then I think I achieve a what I would think is like a med, being in a meditative trance. Cool. And that's when I get like my best ideas yes, um, sure. normally come out of that in some kind. Yeah. But of course, I'm always like, like, I'm like running and I'm like, shit, I need to remember that. Right. <laughs> like, sure, sure, I need sure. like, I wish I had a better system. The amount of ideas I've lost. Sure. Because I was in the midst of doing something like that. Right. And then it ended and I'm like, wait, what was, ah, damn it. Sure. You know, like it was there and it came from him for a moment. It's gone. Um, but I definitely believe in it, you know, um, not like we're 
breaking news here, but you know, the, we, we know very little about the mind and how it functions and uh, how these things impact us. Uh, there are a lot of people who really believe in, in, in meditation as like a pathway to um, enlightenment for sure. Um, you know, a guy, an artist that we uh, liked uh, for decades now, David Lynch, who created Twin, uh, yeah, of Twin Peaks fame, yeah. kind of like a surrealist filmmaker. Um, he's a huge like proponent of that, like leads courses on it. I've always seen that. And he's like clearly in touch with a different reality <laughs> or at <laughs> right. least uh, connecting to a different reality to our reality. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, this isn't completely related, but it speaks to the power of the mind. I was reading uh, some article and I, uh, uh, like a journalist or something, read a study about the power of looking into someone's eyes. Okay. And said, if you stare into, some, and the study said, if you stare into someone's eyes for long enough, it becomes hallucinogenic. Okay, like it's it's as powerful as a mind altering drug if you were to stand in someone's eyes. So she immediately was like, told her coworker, we're doing this. Okay. Okay. So she and her female coworker went into like a stock room in their office or something like that and set up like two chairs opposite of each other and like shut off the lights. Like for the next 10 minutes, we're setting a timer and for the next 10 minutes, we're going to sit two feet from each other and stare deeply into each other's eyes. Okay. Right. right. And she said, like, of course, like that the sounds first intense. Time, that sounds intense. Yeah. 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 Like not talking or anything, just staring yeah. in their eyes. Right. And so like, she's like, yeah, like the first, like, like 30, like, you know, a couple seconds, there was like a little like laughter or something of like course, that. As you can imagine. And like, like settle into a groove. Right. And she's, um, sitting there and she's like staring at the girl. She's like, after a while, um, she starts to the girl that she's looking at her coworker starts turning like a lioness in her mind after a couple minutes. Right. And then she is struck with this overwhelming desire to cry. Okay. And now she's fighting back tears and now the tears are streaming down her face, right? And she's like, yeah. oh, my God. She sees me crying. Like, what the fuck? Yada, yada, yada. Right, sure. Right. And, like, on and on and on this goes to her, like, what feels like forever, this she's 10 minutes, it. right? Sure. And it ends, and she's like, oh, my God. And the point where I was, like, crying. And the other girl's like, what are you talking about? You weren't crying I didn't see you almost crying or tears in your eyes. And like, don't take this the wrong way, but you just looked like death to me. Like the, the creature of death, the existence, like whatever you're going to call it, like the manifestation of like death to me, not like you looked sickly or looked negatively. You just had like, I felt like I was like face to face with like death during this 10 minutes. Jeez. And then you turned into like a lion kind of hot. They both have this similar, oh, like kind of like thing. features of their face. See, in this line, so like they did this purely investigatively. And this girl's like a journalist and not like a pop culture, you know what I mean? Like yeah, she's yeah. like an academic kind of journalist. Sure, sure. Um, and so I went into this like very much like trial and error, like let's see what happens, not goofing around. Right. And that was the result. And they had this like crazy intense experience. And now that's just from like whatever goes on with us chemically from mm-hmm. the power of looking in the, you know, yeah. is this what, what we were doing for thousands of years? Right. You know, like you think about that, like what well, you would never think to do that because of how hectic our lives are and how, um, um invasive that is right and intimate you'd have you can only do that with like your wife like your your partner whatever it would have to be you know a a child and a parent right Right. like there's very few like a newborn baby and a mom you know like there's very few circumstances where you would get to that point or um but 
uh yeah she read this study and they went to this experiment and like totally blew their minds it's like a pretty intense i've seen Kaylee. i'm like we're gonna do the 10 minutes are you ready yeah, yeah, yeah. See what happens. okay but uh yeah pretty well you haven't done it yet no we haven't done it yet no no well, i mean i've been like kind of joking about it because yeah, you know sure. because uh, it's like it's like an intense thing you know you got to set aside time. i feel it's like you're very like, intense you know yeah no that's the thing like my immediate response is like wow that's intense and um yeah, and and you, and you just you're sort of talking about. It. I think it automatically plants a seed in the person you're telling the story to. Like when you said it to me, I thought to myself, "Wow, should should I try that?" And I thought to myself, and then you start start to think about how short the list of people you'd be comfortable trying that with are. Oh, of course. And I guarantee yeah. everybody who listens to this it went through that exact process. You know, as they heard yeah. you say it. You know, it's it's funny too, bro. That um, you you know, we talk about you talk. We're talking about meditation. We're talking about these like these powerful experiences. Um, and, and, you know, there's a word, right. That's a negative word, um, escapism, right. Right. Uh, and the things that people utilize to escape. Right. And it's funny, but like there's methods in my own daily life that I feel like are maybe rooted in a similar concept like escapism. Right. And it's sort of meditative. Right. But like, I know that like when I get up really early in the morning and I go downstairs to work out in the morning and uh, I'm by myself and it's dark outside. Right. I, I say there's like a, a there's a, a blanket of 5 a.m. Right. Like there's a, t- a time period of stillness and darkness in the world for sure. 5, 5 a.m. where um, it's OK to be still. I, I have sure. tremendous guilt personally associated with what I perceive to be laziness or lack of effort, right? Uh, and the expectations I have for myself. So in those early hours, I feel like it's acceptable to be still and quiet, right? Sure. And I find myself um, two things that are, are critical to sort of this process, right? is that I always have my hood up and I always have my headphones on. And I feel like when I do that, I'm almost like within myself. If that makes sure you're sense, blocking right? out. Yes. Right. Yes. That's what I was and saying about like, like occupying the mind, yes. like the body when, when I'm running or whatever. Yes. Uh, it, it frees up the mind in a way. And so like yes. you're doing the same thing where you're blocking out. Yes. Any other type of like distraction. Right. Kind of like from a fortified perspective yes. like taking all this stuff in you know yes yes uh, yes and the time the time of day is important to being able to do that sure. right like all of these things are important right like uh the circumstances are critical right and it's like all right so can i can i line up these circumstances so that i can uh have this experience that i find to be productive and healing Right. Uh, and I and I so I feel like it's it's similar to med, to meditation in that way. Right. Because it's like this sort of internal process, you know. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, I think there's like, a, you know, I mean, we're not experts. And uh, but I, what you're describing to me, um, you know, there's like you could go out into space. It's endless. Yes. Right. You go out into space through the galaxy. Uh, now we know there are a trillion Earths, and it just sure. goes on every every year. They're like, well, it's actually much larger and much older and more expansive right. and yep. less comprehensible to the human mind. It seems yes. like every yes. right, but um, the same thing is happening on a microscopic level inside in terms right. of science, right? And so there's it's like also a, unexplored. A, a microscopic exploration where yes. they're like. Oh, we're in the cell and now we're dealing with quarks. And right. now we've built a 10 quadrillion dollar underground. Um, um, well, what do they call that? Um, not a propulsion lab. What is the underground thing in Europe with the oh, Higgs right. boson? Like the, like the channel and all that and like digging into uh, under the, the Earth's crust and into the. Yeah, like, it's, it yeah. goes on for. God, I'm like. See, I, I remember bits and pieces and not the important stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, the fantastic machine that found the Higgs boson. Right. 
The Large Hadron Collider. That's what I'm okay. looking for. Yes. Okay. Which is 17 mile long underground tunnel in right. Europe. Right. 17 right. miles. Right. Right. And they basically needed that much space to um, smash particles into each other right. at such a velocity that they would like briefly break apart and be monitor and they'd monitor this process right. and see like the tiniest bits that we could conceive of and right. theorize that there's like this little Higgs boson that must exist in this equation. But like the only way they could prove it was to build this gigantic structure. Right. And they went and did that. Right. So like, we're building these space shuttles to get all the way out to the guy and launching right. robots and, and rovers and they're going on forever. Right. We're doing the same thing and building a 17 mile tunnel underground right. just to achieve, just to explore on a microscopic level even more. And I think it's the same way. Like you say, like you're, it's not that like anything's getting s smaller per se, you're just right. exploring in a different direction. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like and you're going down and there's just as much, there yes to to explore as there is on the outside world you know the internal world is might even be larger that well that's it right that vast expansiveness of outer space is equal to inner space yep you know and it's like that's that it that's almost incomprehensible too but but i i feel like sort of these processes the meditative processes and that sort of stuff gets you more in tune with sort of like the incomprehensible nature of it all like you said absolutely you know i feel like i see you, uh, I, you, see you <laughs> I see you exploring the space around you in real time i have a bookshelf in, in real time <laughs> i have a bookshelf here okay. and i was looking for a book okay this is making book. me think of. okay okay um and you know we like to recommend things sure I feel, I feel like I must have recommended i feel like this might, might have come up on the cast before this might have been fodder for the cast before possible you know fans of the archives feel free yes. to correct this yes if uh this is familiar territory but i bought a random book every once in a while i'll try to buy a book like that i know nothing about based on um the description on the back or the cover right you know whatever catches yeah, my eye sure. in a bookstore um and so i randomly got the i mean as randomly as it gets got this book called The Cosmic Serpent. And I'm sure I told you about it. The Cosmic Serpent, DNA and the Origins of Knowledge. Okay. Is the name of it. Uh, so I'm going to recommend that book. If anybody wants to, you know, we're getting kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Being we're not talking about hallucinations. Meta metaphysical? Yeah, we're getting like metaphysical and chemical and that sort of thing, which sure. is, you know, part the mind and the body, uh, there's a synergy right. there that you have to right. monitor and tinker with to to get the best out of yourself physically. Of course. Um, but this is about a guy who went and took ay ayahuasca. Yes, sure. In the Amazon course. with their elders, not like the kind of corn. Um dude bro tourism experience oh there's a lot of dude broism happening here yeah no of course but like not not like the i'm i booked the trip with my guide which is yeah. now like like Sh like a lot of like shaman. south american countries are like Sh shaman it's a tourism industry of to do that is, right for sure this guy was not doing that this guy uh was like a scholar and an expert and an anthropologist and all kind um, all kinds of the yeah he's an anthropologist um and he went sorry he went and lived among peruvian indians okay okay in peru yeah. um and he went there to research and it wasn't to take drugs or anything okay. like that sure. he just lived among them he's an anthropologist and he started to become intrigued by their claims of their knowledge about plants and biochemistry Wow. Okay. Yeah. They had a great, they gr had a grasp of this knowledge that defied explanation to him. Like not that they were simple people, but they certainly didn't have laboratories. 
Right. How is it that they were organizing um, their crops right. in the forest? Okay, in a way that they next to the one plants that were alongside each other had chemical benefits. Right. That you could only ascertain if you practice chemistry and had a laboratory. Right. There's no way you could get this knowledge. Right. Through tasting or smelling or applying, right? Like these are processes that pharmaceutical companies do. Sure. To create a cure. Right. And um, the evidence he collected, I'm reading from the back now. Um, Despite his initial skepticism, he found himself engaged in an increasingly obsessive personal quest. The evidence he collected on subjects as diverse as molecular biology, neurology, and ancient mythology led to a conclusion that their claims were true. Okay? Right. They were gaining biochemical knowledge during hallucinogenic trips. Wow. That they would take ayahuasca. Now this is starting maybe to sound familiar. All right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. They would basically trip on ayahuasca and come back with knowledge. Right. We should put this plant next to this plant and use it in this way. Wow. Right. And he had no other explanation for it. And he digs into this and how it could be. And he's like, so like, he doesn't, it doesn't make any other sense to him after talking to them and like was finally like welcomed into the tent with like the elders basically. And no matter where he went, little offshoots and he started looking at other cultures and he started finding similar claims. Right. Right. And finally he was like, all right, I got to take it and I got to do this. And I got to see what the hell they're talking about because I know I've exhausted all other explanations. Right. And um, it's a whole journey of how he uh, goes through that thinking and and goes through that process and then goes through the experience of taking it and all of his conclusions. And uh, I say that because, like, you know, there are a lot of people with different beliefs in the world. Sure. And in a certain way, I feel like this is like almost a unifying principle, a uni- a unifying uh, structure of the of the of the world, right. and where like religion and science kind of overlap, sure. and don't have to contradict each other wow. in an interesting way. And so, definitely cool. Check that out if you're looking for something to read. The Cosmic Serpent. DNA and the Origins of Knowledge by Jeremy Narby. So there we go. We just hit everybody with like a nice uh, section there of mental. As as always, though, you get you you, uh, kick this knowledge and then it leads me to tangents. So let me throw a couple quick tangents. Well, let's keep exploring. Let me (laughs) throw some rapid fire tangents at you. First, uh, that guy's research is not. I feel like maybe like sort of the the dumbed down version of it was a show that I've seen on Vice. Okay. I, off the top of my head, I can't perfectly name tell you what it's called. I want to say it's something like this isn't right. I'm going to give the wrong name and all that, but it's like Harrison's Pharmacopia. It's not that, right. but it's a name like that. The dude's first name, which is like a weird first name, um, right. and then it's essentially this guy who's like a biochemist a young biochemist and his passion is essentially traveling finding native cultures often in third world places getting to know their culture and then using drug the drugs that they use (laughs) right and then looking at and trying to then look at it from a scientific perspective a clinical perspective Sure. Um, so they, it reminds me a little bit of that. Um, I I don't I, I don't know off the top of my head what that show is called, but it's something like right. that. Some somebody's pharmacopoeia yep. on Vice. We'll have to we'll have to look that. It's up. like the Bourdain of drugs. Like yes, <laughs> yes, going, essentially, yeah. essentially, yeah. yeah, a lot of yeah. that, a lot of that. Uh, like a young Bourdain of of drugs, drugs that are being synthesized from these natural sources. Well, just um, to give you like an yes. idea. Oh, sorry, yes. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go, no, you go no, ahead. no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Well, go ahead. like. 
I, I I'm not spoiling too much here, but like yeah. one small component of this book that the author like breaks down is that the result of what the Peruvian natives are creating is so um, beneficial okay. that pharmaceutical companies actually go down to um, their land yeah. and take their unique combinations of wow. these plants right. and patent wow. the formulation of the ingredients wow. and most of the major pharmaceutical drugs that are prescribed around the world, a lot of them derive wow. from that. Wow. So like, uh, well, it's like aspirin. Amazon. you hear about everything being synthesized from the Amazon essentially as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, right. But, and they don't have, yeah. they're not trademarking. Like they don't even have yeah, of legal not. representation of courts in many instances, although they've like tried to like fight back, but like, right. so in many ways it's, it's being like pillaged. Yeah. Oh, well, we're the first to have this unique comp uh, combination. So we're going to patent that. Right. You know, we're going to get a unique patent on these 10 things. And uh, then they prove to be our effect, our medicine, the effective medicine that we all use. It's not, I, you know, it's been like three or four years since I read the book, but like literally, it's literally like aspirin, dude. Like right. a so, couple things like that, that are like in every medicine cabinet in America yeah. came directly from the Peruvian natives, right? Yeah, this for guy. Sure, for sure. White, um, the white, white willow bark. Right, exactly. Of the white right. willow bark, yeah, and and like the the idea that they came up with a lot of these combinations, like you said, you could only oh, you would think you would think you could only arrive at these. Oh, uh, if I take this plant and 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 uh, heat it to five hundred degrees, and then I cool it in a pot of copper, and right. then this, you know. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I'm mixing berries with bark. They're right. literally doing like chemistry yeah. that there's no way you could know to do these steps right. without following the scientific method and everything. And they're saying, no, man, um, I took ayahuasca and woke up and was like, here's the 32 steps we need to do. And wow. now our infants live longer. Yeah, it's like sure. he's like, what the hell is this? How do you have a list right. of a hundred things like this? So, definitely a fascinating book. But I mean, yeah, Hamilton. just another shine example of how little we know. Of course, <laughs> you know? but that's and where wisdom, wisdom, the great expanse. Yeah, wisdom is found right in in the understanding of how little you actually know. Right. Right. Um, Hamilton's Pharmacopia. I did pretty good. I said Harrison. There you go. Hamilton's oh, look, Pharmacopia is like, the name of the show. Uh, it, it was a Vice show, but I'm I'm assuming you could probably track it down on YouTube. Um, sure. But yeah, that that guy does a little bit of that same sort of journey, uh, like a docu docu series type deal, Sim a similar kind of journey, maybe maybe to to the gentleman who wrote that book. Uh, a, a second thought uh, along the dude bro lines um, was: Did you hear about um, Aaron Aaron Rodgers? Is one of these guys? Right, who does these okay. sort of ayahuasca trips and all that sort of uh, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and apparently, this past off season, part of his protocol was like some sort of isolation therapy, and apparently, mm -hmm. it was like four days of undisturbed darkness alone. <laughs> wow! Also <laughs> known as solitary. Yeah, something. I guess like it's that. different when you've done it to yourself versus when someone's I guess, doing yes, it to you. I guess, yeah. I guess, I guess, psychologically, and you can end it whatever you want. I guess, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I believe it was like four days of uninterrupted darkness alone was part of his therapy, and how that somehow gets you in tune with something. Hey, I look, don't know. I believe yeah. it. I mean, yeah. um, it would not surprise me. Well, you know? here's the thing. The thing, no, no, I'm not mocking it because here's the thing, right? Not unlong, not. Unlike the things we just discussed, right? What we're talking about, even like the staring into someone else's eyes for 10 minutes, what you're talking about is a intense physical experience that will most certainly have byproducts and will most certainly sure. re result in things physiologically, psychologically, whatever. So, you know, I, whether they're beneficial or not is a different story, but the thought that um, putting yourself into these situations uh will produce some sort of results and i guess potentially in those cases the hope is that they're positive results and somehow do something good for you i guess you know 
Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's why those world people... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, look, there are people who are microdosing and tripping sure. and sure, sure, sure. coming back and feel a, a connectedness to sure. the universe or alter their perspective or see yeah, something yeah. for the first time or, you know, that's like there's like people in uh, all over the place from Peru to Silicon Valley who believe, yes. uh, you know, that it can be an instrumental tool in the toolbox sure, sure. Um, to, to sure. explore like that. THC, THC, shrooms, LSD, ketamine, yeah. right? Like it's a it's a broad spectrum right. I, of diversion. And there, it's like it's you're opening up a door. And there, I think, I think that um, in certain ways, like intense mindfulness and stillness, yes, yes. and um, any uh, any attempt at that probably has a similar effect, right? Probably. Like it, I. I and also, I mean, I feel like we all live busy, cluttered, Very noisy so. lives. Over overstimulated lives, right? Right. And so I feel like the effect on modern life of that has to be even more pronounced and obvious. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, if it, granted people, you, you know, life was certainly tough, uh, living a nomadic or a farming sure. life, sure. brutal, brutal lives. Right. Um, for our species to get this far. But um, I feel like there was also periods of, uh, you know, I think of like naturists, like, you yeah. know, uh, Darwin or whoever out observing yeah. nature and being still and, sure. and, and, and the uh, explorers. And, yeah. Right. And the friend yeah. frontiersmen. Yeah. And um, I think maybe our lives have become more cluttered since then. And so right. it's like, it's more of a rare gem. To get that right and, so and we should pursue yeah. it more because also a lot of us are like busy and preoccupied with things that are not beneficial like that For sure. you know instead sure. of uh, the next football game well, i should probably take an hour and get and put some stillness uh into my day right know? and if and if if if, if our daily existence our day-to-day -day is characterized by hyper stimulation to the sure. point where that is the mundane now. Then the yeah. extreme experience of um, hypo stimulation, right? Like the the lack of all stimulation, right? Yeah. Um. Then might produce an intense experience, right? You know. Absolutely, man. If all these intense stimulants are commonplace, then to remove them all might be the catalyst for some kind of internal change. Last thought. Last thought. Uh, last sure. tangent is this. What I thought you might have started to go down, the road you might have started to go down, um, where you're talking about these seemingly, I air quotes, seemingly primitive cultures making these advancements that are very difficult to explain, considering like the rudimentary nature or lack of technology, sure. right, and all that. What I thought was part of the way you were going was that a lot of these cultures come from traditions that predate Western history. And as such, there were advancements in civilization, say 3,000, 5,000 years ago that would sure. put different societies beyond where we are right now, which is impossible to imagine, talking about incomprehensible. But the thought that 5,000 years ago somewhere, there was technology that's more advanced than where we are right now and somehow those cultures were decimated and destroyed those peoples i mean there's theories about that kind of stuff right i mean i think i think that's beyond theories that in certain regards right. there were previous civilizations that were at least as capable as we are in certain areas sure and that really, like if you took the average person right now and asked them to explain the inner workings of a, of a microwave, sure. that, they're, that they're not necessarily any more advanced than if you had asked an Egyptian right, to sure. do it, but rather sure. like the experts of their time might have stood on the, the shoulders of giants. Sure. So, like, But you're just talking about the experts' expertise that's that's grown, but right. and you have societies that have benefited from it, but like as a whole, it's not like the entire society is this um technically um superior 
mass of people, you know, right, like there's right. just been an sure. accumulation of knowledge that they benefit from. But right. like you could almost argue relative to the lack of all of that progress. If you look at like uh, even to Rome and Egypt, I mean, Africa for sure, amazing yeah. cities that were kind of yeah. like decimated, a lot of places that were conquered, entire yeah. metropolitan cities that were wiped out by disease. You know, like they didn't yes. have one or two things that we have in terms right. of like running water and sewage and stuff like that. Right. Um, but they, in terms of, um, you know, their grasp, uh, they had made quantum leaps in areas that maybe our era didn't make a quantum leap in. Right. So, sure. you know, um, I believe in that stuff and that like, you know, the more that you see, um, uh, the more they find artifacts and see there was music and right. art medicine and philosophy sure. and poetry sure. and medicine yeah. yep. and technology it seems like every year there's more and more evidence that a cover oh we're even older of a species than we thought oh right. it was over here first they found footprints in new mexico dude that are um 23,000 year old what? footprints they right. found this year humans wow. basically sure. yeah humanoids whatever you want to you know yeah um 23,000 years ago Right. In New Mexico, they right. just found them this year, carbon dated them. Yeah, and so that upends so many, you know. Sure. Chris, forget Christopher Columbus and the Viking and the Vikings, and right. <laughs> like we're not yeah. talking five hundred versus six hundred years ago. No, no, we're talking about a completely different understanding of the world. So, right. and I'm sure we'll find like a matching footprint of that, like a mountain in Moscow or somewhere, you know. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Like they just we're we're we don't have a full pick grasp of the picture, no, I, and we often impose our like superiority complex and our bias sure, on things sure, and think, sure, sure. oh, they must be primitive. We're so evolved and we're so superior and we're so much better. You know, they uh they made sacrifices to their to their false god, and us now we have our real god, and so right. imagine sure. that god we're not so, fools like them and their false right, god. Of course. We do our things for our real God. Yeah. Like enlightened people. Yes. And so, you know, it's all a matter of perspective. And I always try to keep an open mind about that. Like, um, it's fascinating, though, to see the developments as they're uncovered. And then, you know, and the necessity for humility, right? The fact that, like you were just saying, right? Like, oh, you know, these primitive people and and their false gods versus our real God that we can prove or, you know, whatever we have because we are more enlightened and more you know, more uh, awakened and uh, have reached a higher under- level of understanding, which is absurd. But also the thought that, um, you know, it, it, like the cliched example that I think everybody comes back to is like the difficulty, because like, because there are these great societies that existed even a thousand years ago, 2000 years ago, 3000 years ago, there's less and less, uh, you know, the remnants of these places. And, and you look sure. at like um, Egyptian culture and, and, you know, the difficulty in like really pinning down how they built the pyramids like nobody's yeah. got nobody's got that like in conclusively proven like like in, and like the massive engineering you know um accomplishments I mean, clearly ali- other than it's obviously aliens well right you know well <laughs> but, you, but, but but you know why it goes there it goes there because of how staggering it is for humans to wrap their mind around how sure. how they how they were able to do it and how monumental a task it was uh, and how technologically advanced it was, so then automatically it's like, oh well, it's it was <laughs> it was aliens <laughs> because it couldn't be us, so it had to be aliens. Like that's where that's where it goes. You know what I mean? It goes there because simply because of our our inability to wrap our mind around these these really you know advanced concepts. You know? Yeah, and these quantum leaps and these uh, things that are just from a reality that seems very different from ours. When you're right. talking about like. Right, of course. How could they build? Like, well, the only way you could build a pyramid is if you had the technology to build a skyscraper, the way that we build our big thing. Right, right. How'd they right. do it without our? How'd they do it without our stuff? Right. They couldn't have our stuff. We're amazing. We have amazing stuff. Right. What of are course. they? Of course. <laughs> kind of thing. Well, we've come so far from those primitive times. It's like, well, you know, right? Have we? How big right. is the? You know, is it just that the like microwave keeps getting better? Right. Or is, have we, you know, are we any, like, 
are we any smarter than we right. were 20,000 years ago? Well, right. I mean, Da Vinci's like, what? Just like, are our brains more capable? Are we, if you took a child from each time, would they, be, if you took a child from 23 years ago and dropped it into our time at birth right now, would it be less capable of thriving? You know, right. I don't right. think so. I probably not, you know, like, I don't right. know that we've, genetically changed and become so much smarter than right that the mind is so elevated or more developed right yeah i mean you know again we're all of this is just like kind of talking out of our ass as the oh, very much so. pseudo experts that we that's what we do, we, that's what we do. yeah well, uh, you, you know, know my dad we're my, cultural anthropologists to that level but uh my, my uh, dad would always speak of da vinci as being the, the most brilliant man who ever lived right you know and that's within the, right. the context of history western history and how we Keep track of history but here's this man who was so developed from like a engineering and scientific standpoint but then also an artistic standpoint like he was sure. so evolved intellectually and then it, it took the time to and the um records of what he did endured you know but who's to say there haven't been thousands infinite da vinci's you know of course from all from all from 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 asia and from africa and from you know they're you know, every, 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 you know, every decade, one of those guys could be born somewhere else in the world. And that's been the case for, for, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. Like where are all the records of the things that those guys created, you know, the helicopter, the guy who thought of the helicopter and designed it 500 years before Da Vinci, but in, you know, the Sudan, like who knows, right? Like who knows? Man, I look at how like, uh, you know, I'll see someone talking about Michael Jordan, like on Facebook or something. Yeah. In like a way that shows that they have zero perspective. They have no grasp of the context in which he existed. Right. And uh, what it was like when he played, the competition, his teammates, who else was good, would anyone else have won? Like, you know, all these things get lost in like the the cliche, Michael Jordan, LeBron kind of online debate. So you'll see something like, best ever and it's like three power forwards that are not better or like you yeah, know, yeah sure the hot you know right like kevin mckale wasn't a good yeah. uh, you know He's second best player on a team He's or a something right and i see all that and i'm like that wasn't that long ago right like i'm right. not even an no. old old no. No. and i'm already seeing history get distorted for sure and selective history, you know. Recency um, bias. And look, I'm bias. wrong too. It's yeah. a matter of pers- you see how sure. p- different perspectives shape these stories and the myth. Of course. And I think, well, what if that happened over thousands of years? How much are we going to get wrong? How much are we going to miss? Like, sure. what's your favorite Billy Holiday album? Greg right right you know like but if you were to say that someone there'd be a day where like no one would be able to answer that question you know like the jazz age like who's the best you know like yeah you don't know an Ella Fitzgerald song right sure that's insane right like or a Beatles song or you know whatever you want to say um you know so all these things are lost to time and we think back to before the written record and it was all uh, you know, uh, oral folklore word and of mouth, myth. yeah, oral tradition, word, word of, of mouth, mouth and yeah. passed around like a game of telephone for sure. Um, and how much and gets wrong, ultra like simplified and ultra simplified. So simple people, you know, people with uh, you know, lacking access to information or education could understand more advanced concepts, and that right? Sort of stuff, and you, you get know? one little thing wrong, and now the whole thing changes, yeah, and it's uh, sure. you know, it's for sure, it's tough to maintain all that, and so, um. Yeah, I forget how we man. We just went on a uh, quite a string there. Wow! If you guys, I'll tell you. And you know, it's great. Again, we didn't have much of a direction. You know what our direction was when we started this uh, cast, Greg? Tell me. Halloween. Halloween. We're like, we right. got, we'll start with Halloween. Yeah. We just now. We just wow. now are wow. getting to Halloween. Wow. We went with hallucinogenic staring. Yes. And then, but so let's get Halloween. Yeah. In your notes, in your notes, you, you it said Halloween and you read it as hallucinogens. Yeah. Well, that's it. Man. That's all us. Too many shrooms, I guess, <laughs> in, the, in the candy bag. So I'll give you a, a Halloween anecdote. This is why okay. I never got a parent. 
a parent was going around with their kid and yeah. knocked on our door, giving out candy. Yeah. And they were dressed like a white claw, okay. a hard seltzer. The parent was and yes. gave us two mini liquor bottles. Wow. They reversed. We they got reverse Halloween yes. with liquor. Yes. I had never yes. heard of that or seen no. of that. So they're that's there, one thing. And they're then, out there spreading good cheer. And then, yeah, I, I mean, look, to be fair, they did at least ask if we drink. Sure. Rather than like going around. Imposing I mean, still, it, right? you know. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. So that, you know, it was, it was not like totally out of line. Cause my yeah. first thought, Kayla came back, she's like holding to like airplane liquor. I'm like, what yeah, the hell yeah. is this? She's like, right. I'm like, they're just giving booze out to people for somebody's <laughs> like in recovery. Like, right, sure, of course. They're like, no, they asked, they asked. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, all right. Yeah. But now there's another thing I heard about, and as okay. a parent of kids, yes, uh, as opposed to a parent of non-kids, as yes, a parent of, of kids, yes, parent of kids. I've heard that there is this thing where now some adults get candy and they get home with the kids and they take the candy, and the candy is like a form of currency. To be exchanged for non-candy things. Yes, have I've you heard, heard of that this? as well? I've heard of that as well. Okay. Uh, I guess you know, um, framed against the backdrop of you know, I guess our country's uh, uh, issues with good nutrition and eating too much yep. processed foods and our kids eating unhealthily. But there is a buzzkill nature to all that, isn't there, man? Like, holy cow! Like, can well, first can of all, like, enjoy, you know, you're doing well as a. Yeah. I'm sure people have a million complaints right. about America, but when you sure. can tell your kid, like, don't eat that food, you're going to trade it in for something else. You ain't lying. Like, then you, in the grand scheme and pecking order of things, like, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're not at the bottom. Um, no. But yeah, no, I, there, like, yeah. there's a couple of things. Like, yeah, definitely, like, you know, it's like, it's like trading in your Christmas gifts for a book or something. Yeah. Like, kind of yeah. like, there's a buzz like when you say buzz kill. It. Yeah, man. And the other thing to me, and I get it, and look, I'm all for like we have too much sugar and junk sure. as a society. We talk about it all the time. Junk food. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of bad stuff in our collective bloodstream as a country. Sure. And so um, you know, improving that is good. And so I get get reinforcing good habits, but like we've also talked about like your diet isn't bad because of one night. No. It's not. It's bad because like you're not out of shape because of one meal. Yes. You're out of shape because of your average meal, your typical yep. meal. Yep. And so to me, like the issue with kids eating a bunch of candy for three days, right? Which you can moderate. They don't have to eat an entire no, candy of meal. But even if they did, right. Even if they had a candy meal. Yes. If they're not eating a candy meal, their other 361 days of the year, That's it. then what's wrong with candy for during Halloween? Right. You know? and, and, and are your kids are your kids living a sedentary lifestyle? Where right. just like where we were talking about the carbs before and the gas tank of your muscles, right? And and the people who are sensitive to carbs and should be worried about eating carbs versus people who literally probably can't get enough carbs. It's the same thing is are your kids active are your kids you know outside are your kids playing sports are your kids physically pushing themselves on a regular basis if so that candy ain't gonna do nothing that they have to worry about right That's now it. are your kids strapped to devices and doing nothing physical at all times around the clock well yeah okay in that scenario in that scenario one that lifestyle doesn't translate to caring about what you're eating and eating properly anyway. So that's yep. probably, they go hand in hand, right? Being, being uh, you know, strapped to the devices, you know, staying indoors and not being physically active usually is connected to also having a poor diet, right? Are those two things going on? And then then by extension, uh, or, you know, or, or conversely, uh, if your kids are out there being ultra active, running and doing kid things and playing sports and all that stuff, then, you know, like let them enjoy the candy, man. Let them. Enjoy so here's the solution. Just like, just like I totally you and I enjoyed the candy. Like, come on. You know? I totally agree. So what you one want to do? One of the joys of youth. One kid... of the joys of childhood. Sure, yeah. absolutely, man. So what you got to do when your kids going out trick or treating next yep. year? Yep. Instead of making them trade in their candy, you yes. want to throw about a hundred and twenty-five pound weight vest on them. Yes. Yes. While they're trick or treating. 
Yes. And strength shoes. Yes. yes. And you set them out there and they burn as they earn. <laughs> yes. Burn as they earn. God That's forbid. It. Yes. They had excess calories this yes. for that day. Yes. I mean, these the, are the they're fans. otherwise perfect lifestyle, completely decimated by a handful of Reese's pumpkin <laughs> yes. candies. Well, these are. The, I mean, that'll be my eating. So I'll come. I'll circle back to it. But yeah, like, I think it's. T- I think we're approaching eating since it's a power cast. But that's that's that that is the uh, the parents who to me is doing a disservice to their kids by their, by their level of, I don't know what the word you want to say, uh, engagement, um, monitoring, you know, like, uh, it's oppressive moderation, you know, and it's like one of the joys of being kids, man. It's like, eat eat some fucking candy. Like, come on, you know, like it's, it's Halloween, it's Halloween. And like, if your parents are driving home, those other important uh, principles of a, of a healthy lifestyle every other day of the year, you know, you are, you probably did earn that candy that you will burn off. You know, it's like, that's it. That's it, man. That's it. That's it. So eaten. Eaten. Well, well, are we referring we're to? We're going to need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best this. intro in the history of podcasting. Now. Every week. Yeah. The food cast. I'm dying for a quesadilla. From Fat Boy Sunday to Fat Boy Sunday. We got 30 tacos on the table. Colossal Give it up. Quarter the pound bowl burgers. of cereal. 115 breakfast. A couple of sixers and gangling. Wow. Eight donuts. Okay. Reese's Puffs are better than peanut butter Captain Crunch. So they're taking stem cells and they're making hamburger meat. I'm generally a Ben and Jerry's guy. Peel and eat shrimp. That's my thing. Fried toenails. Some man- pretty manly kind of fucking snack. Philadelphia cheesesteak egg rolls. Eat this whole fucking tray. The dirtiest thing you've eaten. Food cast. Snack again. The food cast. All right. Yeah. And so uh, this is the dirtiest thing you've eaten, our weekly segment, as you yes. just heard. Yes. On what's the dirtiest thing we've eaten this week? Yes. Greg, you want to lead off? Gonna, lead? I mean, I feel I'll like I table. could lead off. Yes. Hit second, third. Yes. I could be. I could be the, the best whole entire third. lineup. Best hitter, it's third. Then you're you're bad. Speaking of a of a of a quote meal that could ruin yes. a diet. Yes. Um, I went in. My sister right. has this big Halloween party every year with tons nice. of food. Nice. And tons would be the apt word. Yes. I I had a plethora. It's tough to pinpoint one item. Okay. Like Thai chili, Thai chili chicken fingers, bowl of chili. I know you're gonna say, like, yeah. well, chilies, I'm chili shouldn't be bad. Yes, yes, They're, yes. You know, that's with the all kinds of fixing. I can rationalize all this for you, Mark Bernard. At every stop, at every fixing stop. Yes. I got fixings. Yes. Um, like chocolate covered popcorn. There's like wow. just all Love kinds it. of like. You know, and uh, definitely a couple adult beverages. So, you know, it added up, but it's a tradition. And I I could I could probably space that out across like 12 eaten. Sure. But, you know, you can only fire the bullet once. That's the rule. So this week, definitely got it in. Well, it's well, well deserved and and hard earned, my friend. You know, it's like you got to do it sometimes. It's a must. Yeah, I mean, I did a week, uh, just as an update, I did a week of lifting each yes. body part of a bodybuilding nice. split, Nice. which uh, I got done, but okay. did not go as uh, smoothly as I would have preferred. I'm definitely feeling it, and it's not. I'm not quite at the point where I can do that With 10 weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. Just cannot do it, and now, now I got to take – some shoulder time off. Right, sure. So it's tricky because like what I what I can't do is the two most important parts of a rep, which would be stretching and squeezing. Right. Sure. And so, so you're those kind of are the, the midpoint. That is when I, you're kind of in the midpoint right. of the exercise. I can the midpoint, yeah. you know, yeah. if I if I if the rep is kind of started, yeah. I can kind of stop it before i'm stretching too far yeah and you know but like there's not a lot of progress to be made in that zone 
Right. You know, what my sure. my it's not that I don't have the range of motion to do each of that. It's just that's right. where the potential injury or re-injury sure, sure, can sure. happen. And the tenderness and the awkwardness and the right. lack of fluidity and the motion. So now yeah, the yeah. form's not right. And it's like, all right, I gotta keep things like really tight. Like I can do um a bicep curl, no problem. Right. Because I can literally pin the top half of my arm and shoulder right. and sure. it's not moving at all yes. you know but, but with like uh, back any yeah, kind sure. of rowing motion or yeah. pull down where you're going to get that where you want to feel the squeeze and you want to get the stretch sure made it so even the stuff that i can do it's not ideal so right. um not back to the drawing board i'm gonna recover and then try again but it's gonna be uh baby steps you know it's just the name it's, of the game so of course it's very interesting right the way you say that too also right um it, it just I, I think of it in the context of of uh there's a, a great training video called blood and guts which is uh dorian yates's workouts yep. when he was mr olympia and it's it's very fly on the wall. There's no fancy editing. It's black and white, and it's ultra intense. And at one point in that thing, and and you don't realize it until you've trained long enough, and then you watch that. It's like watching something when you're 15, and then watching it again when you're 35, and a movie, for example, and how he's differently you see it because of the experience that's happened in those 20 years in between, right? And there's a part where uh, his training partner Leroy very intensely says, "That's the one." And you watch the video and now, and you train enough now, and you realize that what you're really doing when you're working out is you're in pursuit of like the perfect rep. Yeah. That, right. That's the one, like we came yeah. here today to get that, that one you just did. That's, that's why we're here <laughs> right. today is to get that right. one rep. I right? mean, because that one is worth 10 of not that one. That's it. <laughs> right. That's it. And, and you realize like, wow, that's, that's all it is. And what you talked about before, like, the components of the perfect rep, right? Or that, that contraction, that squeeze, right? Yep. Um, that stretch, right? You know, the, the net, not just the, not just, uh, the, you know, the positive portion, but the, the negative portion of the rep, right? Mm -hmm. The, the low, lowering yep. of the weight also, right? Like, sure. These are the things, all these things together, check the box to find your way to that perfect rep. And right now you're limited in your ability to, to get every part of that perfect rep. Right. And that's yep. one of the things that's holding you back. And you're like, even without necessarily thinking of it, that's what you're hyper aware of. You're hyper aware of no, that. Absolutely. Like because well, yeah. part of it's like, oh, well, if it's not going to be that, right. like I'm lying yeah. to myself. Right. Now I know that I have to work my way towards that. So sure, I know it's sure. not like pointless, yes. but it's not the, it's, it's missing the meat of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. of of the intention of the movement you right. know what i mean like right. and i that's what i miss and so like even though i have to fail like this probably a thousand more times you know what i mean sure. like it was the awareness of like oh that is that is elusive still you know what right. i mean like sure, sure, i'm sure. still not at the point where like i can get the satisfaction of that one yeah you know that you're talking yep. about and like you're right like that's that's when you talk it like that's when you feel it the most. Yep. And like when you tell tell people about things like my muscle connection and stuff I've learned like in recent years, like when putting your mind into the muscle yeah. where like you're really focusing and locked in on the muscle and how yeah. you're straining the muscle and what you're doing to it and feeling yep. it contracting and realizing like if you, how much more effective it is to just do that better. Yep. Than to try to do everything else better. For sure. For sure. If you could just improve that, yep. you'll see gains and progress and get healthier versus all the other nonsense that people right. not nonsense, but like it's like the little the side stuff. I feel like that's like more central. And so that evading me and slipping through my fingers yet again. I'm like, yes, yes. I can't wait to to grip it. But uh, you know, like you're saying, like the negative movement. Like yeah. bringing a bench down, bringing right. the bar down. Sure, sure, sure. I have to like almost start with it on me. Yeah, sure. And I can get a little burst. Like right. so, I've had to use like a machine where sure. I'm starting it forward. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean. And so but there's modify, I can't modify even... as need be. Modify as the circumstances necessitate. Though, like 
You know, yeah. you're always training, you know, no matter what. And there's obviously levels and degrees to it all, right? But you're you're always training around something if you're do if you do this stuff consistently enough. So it's like you're good, you're your current circumstances necessitate that you have to make these modifications. So you do it. You know, you do it until you don't have to. That's it. You know? So, anyways, my big Halloween. Yes. Uh, buffet w- was uh, rebuilding for the next attempt. So, yes, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, how about you? What was your eat? All right. So, I'm, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give a little. This is a power cast. We're going to finish strong, but I'm going to give you a little backstory. So, uh, I've I've said to you many times. Um, one of the one of the uh, things that bothers me the most in our industry and subculture are like the ultra processed sort of synthetic um, protein bars. Uh, sure. like that are loaded with sugar alcohols and a lot sit of like a brick. Pop, sit like a brick. Right. And I, I used to joke around and say like, I'd much rather have a Snickers bar than a quest bar. Right. Yeah. So the Snickers bar, I feel like has been mythologized in, in, <laughs> in my house somewhat. Right. And, and, and one of the reasons why is a, is an, another story, uh, an athletic pop culture story. Have you ever heard about the Ken Caminiti Snickers story? I might have, but we're gonna. Okay. Uh, you're gonna tell me. Ken Caminiti, legendary third baseman uh, from the uh, the uh, Houston Astros and San Diego Padres. Uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, was in a batting slump one day uh, and was sick. Was under the weather, right? Maybe hungover. Who knows? He's in bad shape and he's struggling at the plate, right? <laughs> the trainer comes over to him. He's like, "Man, what's what's going on with you?" He's like, "Dude, just go get me two Snickers bars." <laughs> So he gets him two Snickers bars. He hammers the two Snickers bars and he hits a home run his next two at bats. Oh. <laughs> right. And then from that point on in San Diego, when he'd be in a slump, they'd throw Snickers bars on the field. Right. <laughs> okay, now and I remember I, that. Such yeah. a great story. Right. So, yeah. um, so my daughter beans, uh, had a, had a baseball game and, uh, like has advanced so much in like one season of like good coaching and of just like playing and just being a natural athlete. Um, yeah. hit, hitting the ball and her first at bat, she struggled at the plate, right? So I, I, I so I said, she, and she said to me, well, she was hungry, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right. So I ran to Wawa and I got, I brought her back a Snickers bar, right? I bring her back a Snickers bar who next to a bat, she slams the ball, right? Slams the ball, right? <laughs> so then it became, so now it's a thing, right? Yeah. Now it's a thing, well, if I'm playing, you got to give me a Snickers, right? So the Snickers bar is like mythologized in her house where, um and and last year uh you know talking about the moderation of halloween candy and all this crazy shit that happens in modern times um yep. you know one of the big things was the the uh the elusive talking about the elusive perfect rep right the elusive full-sized candy bar when you when you go trick-or-treating right and how like there were on occasion oh, yeah. there'd be a house with like the bachelor dude who, who, you know comes to the door and he's got like the 80 inch screen tv and he's right. slinging, slinging full Kit Kats. Right? Oh, yeah. We're like, this oh, guy, yeah. this guy is a saint, right? So last year we were trick-or-treating and somebody gave Beans a full-size sticker and she handed it to me and I just slammed it. So the problem is now there's been this, this uh, you know, uh, mythology built into the Snickers bar. And while she's hitting house to house, she's getting all these fun-size Snickers bars and immediately paying them forward, paying homage to her dad. And giving the dad tax of the Sn- the Snickers bar, so bro, pay the tax. In 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 you know maybe uh I mean I'd say maybe a mile max, mile and a half max, maybe less, maybe three quarters of a mile of total walking. Let's yep. say, let's say a mile and a half of total walking trick or treating. It was twenty six miles, Greg. That I wish it was. I wish it was because <laughs> I could have uh, burned what I earned. That kid must have handed me a good thirty mini Snickers bars. That I, of course, without hesitation, hammered for my entire walk. So the dirty. But thing in true I can, in true yes. Ken Caminiti fashion, yes, that's right. I you got up the next morning. The trick or treating performance of your life. I did, <laughs> I, I, as Caminiti would have. I got up the next morning and trained, though. So that that's, that's right. The, the only that's way it. to deal with it. But yes, so the dirtiest thing I've eaten was a um, uh, an, an unknown quantity X of little Snickers bars in the course of an hour and a half or so. Don't know how many, not worried about it, not concerned. But, you know, eating an amount that is uh, far beyond the recommended daily allowance of Snickers bars for a, for a, a, a traditional, regular human being. Dude, I might have to have a post-cast, post-cast uh, candy. Hey, you know, tis the season. 
You know, you know, Kayla got like a variety uh, bundle of candies or whatever to give out. Yes. And we got a, a Rolos in it. Oh, yes. Yeah, Remember those, dude? So good. I haven't seen that. I like, I haven't yeah, seen see them outside of out. like a Halloween. You see the uh, Rolos you know, come out context. with 100, 100 grams. Like oh, some yeah. of those bar are so good. And watch the whatchamacallits. They're so good and so slow. Oh, well, come on. And all of a sudden they pop up and you're like, yo. That's one of my favorites, dude. What's the call? Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, there, I know? said to the other, some economist I like follow on social media or whatever. And he says, yeah. anytime you see the full size candy bar, it means the economy's doing well. Nice. And so then all these people Makes started sense. posting the full size candy bars he's got. He's like, all right, we're in good shape. It makes sense. <laughs> he's it anecdotal stuff. Yes. Science. Yes, yes, yes. The full size candy bar is a sign of economic stability and, and a boom season. Well, no, uh, we gave you a super sized cast this week in terms of Hell knowledge. Yeah. Hell yeah. Probably, I don't even know how long. We'll see. But uh, it was good. We got into some unusual corners and crevasses of the mind. Yes. And uh, hope and you guys an enjoyed it. And an as yet unknown amount of Snickers eating. We don't, no one will ever know how many Snickers I ate. It's, yesterday, if I it's, mean, if it's open ended, it never concluded. It's true. So it can't it, be, it can't be measured and judged if it just keeps going. We are sucked into <laughs> right now. We have been sucked in as of yesterday into the holiday vortex. Uh, the true. first portion of which is Grovember. Today is Grovember first. Very happy Grovember, dude. So in the name in the name of Grovember, eat some candy. Please train hard, right? Yes, and and pay it forward. Encourage others to do the same. I, I within this holiday vortex of like two months, like there might be a bit of pumpkin pie eaten, you know, on a regular basis. There might be cookies consumed. It's all good. Just make sure you're earning it. You're earning you're earning it every day, right? You you will burn what you earn if you're in there training it and justifying the eat the Eatons that come along. That's it. You know? That's it. Yep. All right, man. That's it. Uh, we're going to keep that going. Good cast. Talk awesome to you soon. Cast. All right, my man. Peace, everybody. Yep. Peace. Peace, dude.